You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. Hallelujah. He is greatly to be praised. And he says to me that he is going to be praised in your life. Greatly. So you know what that means. It means that God is going to do great things in your life that will not be hidden. There will be things that will provoke praise. Things that will provoke great praise. Hallelujah. Amen. So that's the word, that's a rhema word to somebody this morning. Yeah. There's going to be great praise. I will proceed from your life. People will look and they will say, this is the doing of the Lord. And it is marvelous in our eyes. Hallelujah. Yeah. So that's the Lord's word to somebody this morning. And I just want you to know that the Lord loves it when we worship Him. He loves it. You know why he loves it? It's not because he's not getting enough worship in heaven. Do you get my point? But there is a worship that you give that angels cannot give. There is a worship that you give that angels cannot give. I'm telling you. They might be giving perfect worship. They might be giving the best sound. They might be giving the purest worship. Okay? The purest worship. But your worship might not be like theirs. But theirs cannot be like yours. Hallelujah. Because yours is mixed with pain. They cannot have pain. Hallelujah. Amen. Yours is mixed with suffering. They cannot suffer. Yours is mixed with contradictions. They cannot have contradictions. So in the midst of your pain, in the midst of your contradiction, in the midst of hostilities, in the midst of lack, in the midst of pain and all of that, you still give worship to him. He appreciates it more than the one that they don't have pain. They don't have. I mean, it's not that he doesn't appreciate what they have, but in comparison to yours, your worship means more to him. Amen? Yeah. Your worship can make him to weep. Because he knows your frailty. He sees your pain. He sees everything. And in the midst of all of that, you still love him. And you still give him pure, true, spiritual worship. It means a lot to him. That's why when you have opportunity to worship God, don't run away from me. Many people, don't, many people just think of the song. No, no, there's the heart that he wants to hear from you. 
Yeah. It's not about your favorite song. It's not about your, you know, whatever. It's about your love for him. That's what he's looking out for. And some people come late to church because they want to miss the worship. May God help you. Yeah. May God help you to catch up with us. Because when you start seeing great things happening in the lives of others, don't be jealous. Okay, turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, when he's greatly praised in my life, don't be jealous. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah, just praise him. Celebrate with me. Yeah. So every opportunity to worship him, grab it. Go for it. Give it your all. Give it your best. It means a lot to him. Because worship helps to free you from self-centeredness. Because without worship, you are just too self-absorbed for your own good. And if you are too self-absorbed, you can destroy yourself. It, it, it twists your judgment. It perverts your discernment. So you start seeing things differently when you don't worship God. You, 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 you only see things through your need. You only see through things through your preference. You only see things through... Don't do that. Turn to someone and say, I think he's talking to you. <laughs> yeah. Don't do that. Worship God. Worship God. The testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. That's what, that's what the angel said. Amen. So we'll worship God is for our own good. Yeah, it is for our good. Believe you me, it purifies you. It cleanses you. It frees you. It delivers you. Yeah. yeah. Some people are not experiencing breakthrough because they are not worshiping God. I don't, they don't worship God. That's, that's why. It's not because they don't know how to fast. It's not because they don't know how to pray. It's not because they lack faith. It's just that it's not good enough. Hallelujah. How many people love God? You love the Lord. Yeah. Then give Him worship. The worship that he deserves. Amen? It's good for us. Glory to God. We've been talking about wisdom for souls. And I mean, people are looking forward to the Engage conference. Can you see my t-shirt? I can't avoid wearing this. Hallelujah. Yes. And I see some of you are copying me. <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah. 
So we're looking forward to it. It's going to be a great time. We are, we are fighting. Fighting for the greatest treasure. The greatest treasure for all eternity. That's what it's about. Yeah. So we, we're ready to engage every enemy of, of souls. He will lose his grip. By the time we finish, we'll break his backbone. He will never recover. Hallelujah. Amen. And we'll bring in the harvest. And if your soul has been famished, if your soul has been bruised, if your soul has been battered, you can be made whole. Amen. Let's look at Proverbs 11. Proverbs 11 verse 30. No. The fruit of the righteous is a tree of life. And he who wins souls I, I have a feeling that I'm standing before wise people this morning. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if you can sense it, if you can feel it. But I, I just feel that I'm in the midst of wise people. I'm in the company of wise people. Yeah. So the fruit of the righteous is a tree of life. And he who wins souls is wise. What makes winning souls wise? Why should we win souls? Some people want to win the heart of a lady, but they don't want to win the heart of... <laughs> Come on, guys. <laughs> They'll do anything. Yeah, they go bend over backwards, sacrifice anything. Hey, some of you are guilty. Guilty as charged. I am also guilty. So, yeah. So at some point you did that, but then. After you won that heart. <laughs> I'm not saying anything. <laughs> yeah. So, who is going to win the heart of Jesus? Who is going to be wise enough to know how to win the heart of Jesus. <laughs> Who is wise enough to know what makes him happy and to go for it so as to make him excited? Who is even thinking about making Jesus excited To many people, they come to Jesus so that he can excite them. 
Isn't that so? They come to Jesus so that Jesus can do things for them. Hallelujah. Sort out their lives. Mm. Heal them. Give them the good things of life. Give them everything they need. Give me a good wife. Give me good children. Give me good house. Give me good car. Give me a good, good job. Give me good account. Fat, fat account. Mm. Just put some, you know, hundreds of millions in my account. Jesus, then I know you love me. Come on. Yeah. So, Christianity to many people. Many people don't come to church anymore. Many people are offended at God because he did not. He did not please them. Yes. But how many people are thinking of how to please him? Imagine he came to die for the world. What he died for is of great value to him. Is that not so? If he would lay his life down, somebody who didn't need to come, but came. Somebody who didn't need to die, but chose to die. He didn't need to suffer, but he chose to suffer because of his love. Because of his love for us. So the wise person needs to consider that. Even in how they make their choices in life. Life is not about pleasing your friends. Hello! Life is about pleasing God. It's about pleasing God. It's not even about pleasing yourself. Let's look at John chapter 3. St. John's Gospel chapter 3. Verse 16. Look at that scripture. John 3, 16. Popular scripture. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. So God so loved the world that he gave. He gave his son, sent Jesus to the cross because of love. Because of love. Because he wanted to win souls. Because he wanted to win souls. God has demonstrated the highest wisdom. He demonstrated the highest wisdom by giving his son. He demonstrated the highest wisdom by telling Jesus in the garden of Gethsemane, you must go. If you want to please me, Jesus, Jesus says, let this cup pass over me. Nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. And the Father says, if you want my will, you want to please me, then go. But you have the option to come back home. But to please me. You want to be wise, Jesus? Go to the cross. <laughs> you see. 
So the wisdom of God is not the same as the wisdom of man. God so loved the world. He loved the world so much. Why did he love the world? Because the, love, the world was attractive to him? No. Is it because the, the world were, were good to him? No. Is it because the world loved him? No. If anything, the world was enemy with God. All against him. And in the midst of all the wickedness, all the abomination, everything, God was still loving the world. He was still loving the world, and he was still telling Jesus, you've got to go. <laughs> what wisdom. Amen. Amen. Yeah. So, he loved the world so much, unconditionally loving the world. Because the word love there is agape. Agapau, which means, it's from agape, which means unconditional love. A love that does not require anything in return. Okay? And it's wise to walk in that kind of love. So, when you want to operate in wisdom, you must link it to the love of God. Link it to the love of God. It would help you. It's wise to love God. Let me start from there. Tell someone it's wise to love God. It is dumb to hate God. It is wise to love God. So if you love God, you will want to do things that please Him. Is that not so? Yeah, but if you don't love God, you, it's like, I don't care. I'm just, I just love myself. I mean, how can I love God if I don't love myself? If you love yourself, love God. If you truly love yourself, you love God. Because if you don't love God, you don't really love yourself. Because of where you will end up for not loving Him. <laughs> and you think you love yourself. No, you don't. It's not smart. Hallelujah. Yeah, so, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. So you see there that loving God is linked to life. Believing in Jesus is linked to life. Loving self has to be linked to life. It has to be linked to believing in Jesus. If you truly love yourself, you must believe in Jesus. If you don't believe in Jesus, you hate yourself. And you end up eternally damned. You see? Yeah, that's it. Very simple. But powerful. Yeah, powerful. So you, sh you need to strive to love him more. So when you love him more, you now start looking into his heart. What is it that he loves? Let me start doing what he loves. And one of the things he loves is people. So you start doing people. <laughs> you see? Yeah. It says, For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might 
be saved. That's why he sent Jesus. Not to condemn the world. No. Jesus didn't come for condemnation. Some people think they become so holier than thou that they condemn everybody. That's not why Jesus came. Jesus didn't come to condemn people. He came that the world through him might be saved. Hallelujah. And look at verse 18. He says, he who believes in him is not condemned. How many people believe in him? Yes. Now this believing in him is not the same as the believing that demons believe. Okay? This is believing in him and putting your soul into his hands. So if you, if you believe him, you have to put your life into his hands. If you put your life into his hands, you are being wise. And you will not be condemned. Basic. It says, but he who does not believe is condemned already. God has put a sentence on any human being that will not believe in Jesus. The sentence has already been pronounced. That's why Satan is deceiving people with religion, saying to them, there are many ways to God. You can bypass Jesus. There's probably another shortcut. Apart from Jesus. <laughs> There's no other way. There's only one way. Unfortunately for them. That's the only way God has approved. Jesus said narrow is the way. Is that not so? Yeah. So now, if we understand all of this, should that not motivate us to want to do something about those that don't believe in him? Are you getting? Yeah, it should. So when people don't believe in him, it's not to condemn them. Nobody in his right senses will deny Jesus. Nobody. Anybody that denies Jesus is not in his right frame of mind. Yeah, they are deceived. The Bible says in, 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 in um, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 4, it says, if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing, whose minds the God of this world has blinded. Huh? Yes. Whose minds the God of this age has blinded. Who do not believe. Lest the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ. Who is the image of God should shine on them. So what is Satan doing? Satan is busy blinding people. Blinding people to the truth. He's busy blinding them and showing them some flashy things. Showing them some flashy things. You don't, you, you don't need Jesus. You, you just need to make some. You just need to be a billionaire. And you'll be fine. Jesus, just leave that Jesus business. Can't you see all those church people? None of them are billionaires. Why do you want to? It's a lie, right? It's right. 
That's what, but he's the father of lies, so he says things. You know, they even came up with a phrase, poor as a church rat. Me, I've, I've been in this church, I've not seen any rat. You are not poor. Don't you someone say, you are not poor. Ha- hallelujah. Yeah, you are rich. You are super rich. Yeah. Because if you have Jesus, you have the greatest wealth. That is God's greatest gift. Do you understand? You have God's greatest gift in your heart. So you are starting from a position of wealth. Come on. You are not starting from, the, from your bank account. Don't. That's a mistake. Start from your position in Christ. So then you speak to your bank account as someone who is wealthy. <laughs> yeah. You speak to your account as, as a wealthy person. So don't stop. Don't, don't, even, don't even imagine that you are poor. Don't, don't even accommodate that thought. At most, be poor in spirit. Okay? Poor in spirit means that you've, you've, you've considered everything and you've seen how bankrupt you are without Jesus. Okay? Without Jesus, you are totally bankrupt. Everything you have is zero. So that's real wretchedness. Okay? So think like that. So this, that's why it says, blessed are the poor in spirit. For theirs is what? The kingdom of God. That's the only one that you are allowed to. Amen? Yeah. So, because as a man thinketh, so is he. So, if you start thinking according to your bank account, you are reinforcing the bank account. So, start thinking according to the riches of Christ in you. Hallelujah. Start thinking like that. Don't be intimidated by by the bank system. If they knew who you were, there will be be a stampede around you. (laughs) To say, how can we invest in you? Because we can see that you are the field that the Lord has blessed. The reason they are not doing it is because they are blind. But one day their eyes will open. Hallelujah. So, you you want to win souls. You are adding to your wealth. When you win souls. It's wise to win souls. It is wise. It is wise because... Number one, when you win souls, you are telling God how much you love Him and you love to please Him. You love those whom He loves. Okay? 
First of all, you have to make sure your own soul is secured. All right? It's wise to do that. It's safe in the hands of Jesus. All right? Just be wise enough not to allow anything to take you out of Jesus' hands. There's a doctrine out there called the doctrine of eternal security. Run away from that teaching. Because what they teach is once saved, always saved. So once you are saved, it doesn't matter. You can just go live like the devil and his angels. And, you know, at the end of the day, you will still just, Jesus will just welcome you into heaven. And it's, 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 it's a lie from hell. Okay? So you have to make sure you are always under his lordship if you want to be safe. And that's why one of our core values is lordship. If he's not Lord, then how can he save you? Hmm? How will he save you? You, you? you can't just say salvation with mouth and then you now go and beat the daughters of hell in, in their abominable acts. Those things matter. Okay? By their fruit you shall know them. Now, are we talking legalism? No, we're not. We're not. Your salvation is secure if you remain secure in Him. He, he's not going to drive you away, but you can jump off His hands. <laughs> you see? Yeah. So, no one can pluck you out of his hands, but you can jump off his hands. So, make sure your soul is secure. So, that's wise. Tell someone that's wise. It's wise. It's wise to make sure your soul is secure. Yeah. You can't, you can't say, I'm, I'm, I'm for Jesus. I'm, I'm, I'm just so... You know, I'm, I'm heavily bound. And then you're busy killing everybody else. You see, that's a problem. Because they, they, murderers don't have a place in that kingdom. Actually, homosexuals also don't have a place in there. So, he loves you. Um, okay, not, there's nobody here like that. But if you're watching... And you are confused about your gender. He loves you in your confusion. Okay? But you are blinded and he wants to deliver you. He wants to, he wants to help you. Not to believe the lie that the globalists are pushing. Don't believe that. Don't buy that. You were not made like that. There's a spirit behind that behavior. And when you, if you come to church, we will cast it out. And you will see that you will be free from that spirit. It's a demon. Somebody cannot fight for a right to keep his demon. Is that, is that, that's not normal. It's not normal. We love you. And so some people say, oh, if, if you love us, you just accept us as we are. We love you enough. So much that we won't allow you to remain the same.
Okay, so don't, don't be deceived by the bishops who are, you know, the gay bishops and so on. The gay pastors, the gay churches. Don't be, don't be confused about those. Not every church is approved by Jesus. In case you don't know. Read the book of Revelation. One of the churches in Revelation, Jesus said, if, if you don't repent, I will come and remove your candlestick. Why is he saying that? So in other words, that which makes you recognize as part of the body of Christ is the candlestick. It's not your gathering and what you call yourself. If he removes the candlestick, you're just a club. You might as well go and join Rotary Club. Yeah. So, neither is wise, win souls. You have to make sure you don't lose your soul in trying to win the world. Okay? Yeah. Yes. Revelation 2.5. Remember therefore from where you have fallen. Repent and do the first works as I will come quickly and remove your lampstand from his place, unless you repent. Do you know that Jesus is doing things like this today? It's enough for us to become church inspectors, but I'm just telling you that there is something like this happening. So Jesus says to them, if you don't repent, I'm coming quickly and I'll remove that lampstand. That which makes you a bona fide part of my body. You see, this is I'll remove it quickly. Now, if he removes it, they can still be gathering. But they are not a part of him. So you can put all the pride flags in your gathering because you want to embrace. <laughs> if Jesus removes that lampstand, yeah, might as well go bring the Quito stars and you know whoever up and just be, just go to a stadium, fill it, and then have a good time, <laughs> you know. But it's not part of Him. If it is going to be part of Him, there are conditions. Don't be confused, please. There's a lot of garbage out there on the, on the web. You know, and those of you that listen to everybody, Dick, Tom, and Harry, uh, just don't be confused. Okay? Yeah. I'm not saying don't listen to other people, but <laughs> if you can't discern between <laughs> a fish and a bone, then that's a problem. You swallow everything. Hmm? Yeah. Save your soul. Amen. Did you hear me? It's wise to make sure your soul is safe in the hands of Jesus. Am I saying Jesus, what Jesus did is not powerful enough to preserve you? No, that's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is that your choices 
are powerful enough to take you out of a safe place he has placed you. So be careful what, you, what choices you make. Yeah. Somebody needs to tell this generation the truth. Amen. Mm. Yeah. So it's not just about a fan club and all of that. Oh. And uh, popularity contest. We're not in a popularity contest. We want to be wise. And part of our wisdom has to do with winning souls. So we want to go for souls. Turn to your neighbor and say, are you ready to go for souls? Are you wise enough to go for souls? Are you wise enough to sacrifice for souls? Are you wise enough to inconvenience yourself for souls? Are you wise enough to endure persecution because of souls. These are all things that Jesus did. Are we wise enough to follow his ways? Hmm? Or do you want to be in the biggest club in town? And have the greatest fun in town? With the biggest name in town. And then after that, what next? Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So it's wise to win souls. He loves you. He died for you. He doesn't want to lose you. Okay? And you also must not lose yourself. You must not lose yourself. You must not lose your soul. Don't lose your neighbor as well because he loves your neighbor as well. He loves your friends as well. He loves your family as well. He loves your colleagues as well. He loves the stranger that you walk past as well. So if you are wise, you will go for them as well. You will consider them. You are not too self-absorbed to notice what God wants to do in the life of the next person. Hallelujah. If you are wise, you will not lose your soul and you will not allow anyone in your family to go to hell. Start praying for them. Start blocking the gates of hell from receiving their souls. Those that are there ahead of time, They've not yet died, but their souls have been captured there. You need to pray and get them out of hell. Rescue them from hell. Get them out of that place. Hallelujah. Get them out. That's wisdom. That's wisdom. So when we start praying, we start praying for our communities. 
We're going to be having some prayers from tomorrow. Let's believe God. Let's trust God. I want to see you come and pray. If you are wise, you will come and pray. Tomorrow I'll see those who are wise. You won't be saying amen, amen, and then you just walk out. <laughs> yeah. You say amen, and then you, 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 you show up. Come on. You show up. Yeah. And then you show up with people. That's wisdom. Yeah. So that when you stand before the Lord, you can tell the Lord, Lord, look at this one. Look at this one. It's because of me. Because of my obedience. It's because of... That's wise. Don't... Last week I said, don't sneak into heaven like the thief on the cross. Remember that thief? He, he barely just got him. Just because Jesus... Yeah. He just turned. I mean, he said the right thing. And immediately Jesus said, today you'll be with me in paradise. But he didn't have time to have any fruit. So, I don't want to be like that. Amen. Glory to God. We love souls. I want you to love souls. I want you to love people. I want you to love God. And I want you to love yourself. If you love yourself, you will make dumb decisions that will jeopardize your soul. If you love people, you will introduce Jesus to them. Amen? Amen. If you love God, you will reach out to people. Can you see? Yeah. So it's all boys around love. Don't be fooled by what the world is calling love. That if you love me, you know, you will just accept me like this. Even though I'm confused about my gender, you will just... I don't know how many genders they have now. They keep increasing. Yeah, they keep increasing. The other time I heard of five. Now I hear that there is more. Much more. Okay, let's see. So, they want you to now embrace all of that and say, yeah, Jesus loves us. We are going to heaven together. If you practice that nonsense, you will roast in hell. The bride meat will even be better than you. That is just it. Fortunately, unfortunately, or fortunately, the Bible is so clear about that. It's so clear. Don't allow any theologian to confuse you about these matters. It's clear. This is the way, the truth, the life. We won't judge them. We love them enough to reach out to them. We love them enough to minister to them. We love them enough to show them Jesus. We love them enough to help them to be free. If they come to church, they are welcome. They are welcome. And won't look at you funny. 
But when you come and you start going through discipleship, you have to change. Yeah. Jesus was a friend of sinners, but he didn't leave them sinners. Do you understand? He loved sinners. He related with sinners. He didn't leave them as sinners. But he was so loving that sinners felt comfortable with him. The sinners didn't feel comfortable with the Pharisees. But they felt comfortable with Jesus. Why? Because Jesus had genuine love for them. Which you and I need to have. Genuine love for people. Jesus had it. But when they came around him, their lives changed. And that's how we ought to be. He that wins souls is wise. They that turn people to righteousness will shine. Hallelujah. That's wise. Time is up. Father, we thank you this morning. Help us to be wise. Help us, oh God, to be people that win souls. People that will not make dumb decisions. That will cost us our souls. That will cost us our eternity. We don't want to be like that. We want to be people that can help others to see the light. Just as you have shown us the light. Do a work in our hearts, oh God. Do a work in our lives. Help us, Jesus. Help us, Lord. We thank you. We thank you. We appreciate you, Lord. We give you glory, praise, and honor. Oh, hallelujah. Blessed be the name of Jesus. Oh, Father, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you. If you are here and you want to give your life to Jesus, raise your hand and I'll pray for you. You want to get born again? Receive him into your heart. Maybe you drifted away before. You want to come back. You want to make a fresh start. Thank you. I see that hand. Anybody else? Raise that hand again. Okay. I see another hand. Raise it. Raise it. I want to pray for you. I want to raise. Okay. So say this after me. Say, dear God, I thank you. And all those watching online can join as well. I thank you for sending Jesus. I believe in my heart that he is Lord. I confess with my mouth his lordship over my life. Jesus, come into my heart. Make me a brand new person. Cause me to love what you love and to hate what you hate. Jesus, I believe in you. I trust you with my life, with my future. My soul belongs to you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Amen. All right. Father, I thank you for this once. I pray this prayer. I break the power of the enemy over their lives. Lord God, let every power of sin be broken. Every curse be broken over their lives in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I, I declare your kingdom over them. Let your kingdom come. Let your will be done. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. God bless you. Real good.
This ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand. For other life-changing messages and more information, log on to www.everynationmidrand.org.